Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. Father, we're so grateful tonight for your goodness. We're so grateful for your word. So grateful for the Holy Spirit who helps us and teaches us and guides us. And so tonight, we just open our hearts up to you. We ask you for wisdom, for insight, problems that we face, things we're dealing with. Father, how we take steps forward, how we progress with you. We ask you, Father, for these things. I ask that you would give me utterance in your word, Father. Clarity, your anointing, which, which really breaks through stuff. And enables us to see clearly. Thank you for that. We believe we receive it. It's going to be a good night. In Jesus' name. You believe that? Say amen. amen. The, uh, we started talking about the pres- God's prescription for abundant life. And I, I started with the idea that if your doctor, you have a good doctor and he writes you a prescription, for the most part, we typically listen to it. If you've got a good doctor. I was just thinking today, I've got a, I've got a doctor we've had for 30 years. And uh, I trust him. He's a good man. He's a believer. He's got a track record with us. And uh, I I thought about this the other day. He has written prescriptions out before, but I have absolutely no idea what they are. For one, you never can read their writing anyway. (laughs) They must have a class teaching doctors how to write. So it's it's horrible. I think that's why the pharmacists are always on the phone. Well, what is this? But he has handed me slips of paper that I can't read, and I take them to a pharmacy, and they give me stuff, and I take it. And I know some of you are going to scrutinize and Google everything. I'm not that guy. If I trust you, you tell me it's good, I'm going to take it. And uh, I I thought, well, if you've got a good doctor, and and he's trying, and and for the most part, you're going to be safe. But I thought, actually, that's a good way to receive from the Lord. And, and if, if he says, hey, do this, instead of going, well, what's in it? <laughs> what's in it? <laughs> just do it. And just go, I know the Lord, he loves me. He wants good things for me. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to put this into practice. We do it with people. They tell us to do things all the time. We're like, okay. And we just do it. And so God writes, he's got, he's got a prescription he's written how do we have an, an abundant life? And, uh, and so we started talking about some things. And I realized when I got on something last week, I, I, need, to, I need to go back around. Sometimes I, I'll go through something pretty fast, but I need to go back around a, a really strong principle that I think is important. And Joy and I have been talking about this lately, is the importance of understanding that you are a spirit being. Yes. That's, a real, that's a real key thing, because when we understand that we're spiritual beings, and when we understand how God's Word helps us as spiritual beings, then we can get out of our heads, and you stop trying to figure it out with your head, and you realize, I'm a spirit. So let's look at some, some more scriptures as we talk about that, and then we'll get into the knots of Proverbs 3. This is um, in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verse 16. Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. He says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Now that right there is is both good news and bad news. The outward man is perishing. If you're over 30, you should have that figured out by now. 
that, and listen, and, and, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the tail end of the boomers. Boomers are fighting old age with everything we have got. And that's okay. I mean, I, I'm, who wants to give in to it? But we're fighting it. And, I'm, and I won't even go into all the, all the things that we're going into, but we are fighting old age. We will not win. I ran to a lady a few years ago at a, at a funeral and uh, she used to go to the church, didn't go anymore. And she saw me, came down and said hello. She kept looking at me. She went, going, you're getting old. <laughs> and, and in case, I guess, I didn't respond to that. And she said, you know, she just kept, she kept looking at me. And she said, you know, you're getting old. She must have said it four times. I thought, well, yeah, I am getting older, but I can still hear. And then I thought about something else to say, but you know what? There's a lot of things that you think about saying that you just don't. That's actually something that happens as you get older. You, sometimes you get smarter. Because I was about to, to look at her and go, well, darling, you haven't cheated for the time either. So it's a... Uh, <laughs> but, but the outward man is, is perishing and it is decay. Hey, now listen, you don't have to speed the process up. So you don't, now, and here's one of the biggest ways you can speed the process up. Stop talking old. Stop talking old. You hear some people, and all these hawk is, well, you know, I'm getting old. You know, I'm getting old. Can't remember my name. <laughs> no, that's a problem. That, 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 that's, a, that's, that's a bona fide problem. Or have you ever been around, now come on, you've been around, maybe it's grandparents or somebody, and all they can talk about is how bad they feel and they got this ache and they got this pain and this came. Can I just give you, just a, here's just a, a, just a friendly pastoral tip. Stop. <laughs> because no, A, no one really wants to hear it. What was it, Mark Twain said, 80% of the people don't, don't uh, 80% of the people don't care and the other 20% are happy. You, when you're complaining, 80% of the people don't care and the other 20% are happy that you have problems. So just don't tell them. So we don't have to speed the process up. Now you say, well, Alan, come on. That, that's the, no, no, no. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, guys. You, you, can, you can speak. De- don't, don't, don't say things like, I'm going to lose my mind. You know, my mama lost her mind. Her grandma's crazy and she lost her mind. Everyone's like, I'm losing my mind. I'm just losing my mind. I will never lose my mind. I've got the mind of Christ. I will not lose my mind. I'm going to keep a sharp mind. I'm not going to deal with it. So I'd rather do that than just kind of play the case sera sera game. Outward man is perishing. But here's good news. Inward man, our spirit is being renewed day by day. That means our spirit doesn't age. That's good news. Because one day we shed this body and we get a glorified body and it reflects our spirit. So that's going to be a good thing. But the inward man doesn't get old. And so outward man, inward man. And so when Paul was writing, when you see things written in the Bible, we have to think this was written to our, to our spirits. It uh, makes sense for us to pay attention to the most eternal part of us. Second, 1 Timothy 4, 7, Paul was writing to Timothy, who was a young pastor. He said, reject profane and old wise fables. Um, you, you, there's a lot of stuff that would qualify today as profane and old wise fables. Uh, a, a lot of, I'm not going to start a geezer rant, but... <laughs> 
but there's a lot of stuff on, on television to me or in internet that is both profane and worthless. Just profane and worthless. And um, you have to be able to discern which one. He said, oh, wise faith. He said, and exercise yourself toward godliness, for bodily exercise profits a little. But godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. So he's talking about godliness. Obviously, he's not talking, uh, he's not talking simply about mental exercise. He's talking about uh, a godly, exercising godliness. Now, if you hold that thought, I'm going to go back to that because I'm going to give you some good examples of what it means to exercise godliness. I've read that for a long time. Go, but what, what does that mean to exercise in, in godliness? The principle of exercise is still going to be the same. Uh, bodily exercise, you have to discipline, you have to exert and, and godliness is, is still going to be the same thing. But if you hold that thought, the idea that is we're talking about a couple of different realms. That we live in this realm, but our bodies age. I know we think sometimes we're going to live forever. We're not. Not here. Not in this body. We will live forever. And, and, and there's that eternal part of us. And that's the part we have to focus on. That's the inward man. That's the, the spirit. So the idea about the spirit man is our spirits can be built up and nourished. God's word can build us spiritually. Paul was talking, Acts the 20th chapter, verse 32. Talking to a group at Ephesus, he said this, So now, brethren, I commend you to God. That's a relationship with God. And to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. God's word is able to build you up. He said it's able. Now, it, 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 he said, why, did he say, why didn't he say it builds you up? It's able to do it because we have something to do. We have something to say about that. So we have to receive it. We have to begin to put it into practice. But it builds us up. Where does it build us up? Well, not physically. It builds us up spiritually. It builds us up. And so he said, God's word, which is able to build you up. Now, another thing for God's word is that God's word feeds us spiritually. Again, Paul is writing to Timothy. He said in 1 Timothy 4, 6, if you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. So he's talking about nourished in words of faith. Nourished. There should be in messages. Listen, if you listen to messages that pull the faith out of you, you didn't hear the gospel. Because God's word, and if it's presented in God's, it will always give you hope. It will always put something in you. You hear, you hear someone, and I know sometimes people love the gloom and doom stuff. I get sent gloom and doom. People have told me, oh, you know, Pastor, you need to listen to this person. I mean, some guy's prophet's, prophet is talking about people dying in the pulpit. Oh, jeez. And uh, I'm like, no, that no, come on. God's word gives you hope. It, it doesn't leave you out there going, oh, my God, I'm going to die in the pulpit. If I, if I don't do all the right things. And I'm like, uh, I, got a, I got a special file for that kind of stuff. <laughs> but God's word will nourish you. Yes. Have you ever, you ever left just after a good message? Or how about this? Have you ever just spent time, or maybe you had, you had a season of time where you just read your Bible and had a good prayer time and you were consistent with it? Yes. Do you ever notice how, strong, how much stronger you feel? You're just, you're just like, man, you've been consistent. And you're, and you're, you're like, yeah. 
Yeah, I feel good. Let me contrast that. Have you ever had a time where you didn't pick up your Bible for a few weeks? Stay out of church, didn't pick up your Bible? How do you feel spiritually? You don't feel nourished up. You feel depleted. And you're like, oh. A friend of mine said it this way. He said, you know you're doing strong on the inside when you look at the garage and go, I'm going to clean the garage today. <laughs> or you look at that closet that's been, that's been staring at you for a while and go, you know what? I am finally going to clean that closet out. How I many know when you're, when you're strong, you're like, you'll tackle that job. But have you ever looked at the garage and went, ooh, not today. <laughs> not, not, not today. And so what we, what we haven't realized is God's word has the ability, and this is why, this is one of the big reasons I'm big on Bible 365. It will nourish you. It will strengthen you. But it's just kind of like regular eating. If I said, hey, guys, we're at the ark. We're going to do a 30-day fast, and we're not going to eat anything. We're going to just drink water for 30 days. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know both of you are like, well, you crazy. Well, I... I but how many of you know at, at 30 days of not eating, you, go, you ain't going to feel like doing much at all except eating. It, it just, it's, you're just going to be so depleted. And yet if we know if we, if we don't eat physically, do we get depleted? Yeah. Spiritually, same way. Same way. And this is why we have to understand we're spiritual beings. We need spiritual food. And God's word is likened to milk, to meat, to, to, uh, to bread. It's like, it feeds us. So well, how does it, how, I don't understand how it feeds us. Well, listen, I don't understand how eating a hamburger feeds and, and goes through my body. And I know scientists can explain it. I've never figured it out. I just know if I eat it and it helps me. And I know if I eat healthy food, it helps me more. That was, hey, that's, I can talk about this in January, <laughs> right before the donut mixer. So, um, nourished, built up. This is another reason that we assign a high value to God's word. Now, we read this one last week. Let, let me, I'm just briefly going to touch on it again. Proverbs 3. This was the first of the knots. My son, do not forget my law or my word. Let your heart keep my commands for length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. So as you begin to read God's word, as you begin to nourish it, as it begins to build you up, say, I don't understand how it builds. Just keep doing it. Just be consistent with it. Just stay with it. And if you'll find it, if you'll just stay with it, you'll, you'll sense you're getting stronger in some things. And I, and I can tell you what's going to happen. It's, it's, it's that, that heart and God's word connection. Now, there's a great, great passage in Proverbs 4, and it's a, a, it's a, a passage I've, I've talked on a lot, but I want you to listen to it because, again, it's talking about the results of us, us beginning to take God's Word, put it into our hearts, begin to do it. Proverbs 4 says, My son, give attention to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for their life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Now, we just read where if we keep God's word, length of days, long life, and peace, they will add. That's, that really indicates long life and good quality of life. 
and peace. Now, again, we're hearing my son give attention to my words. And so it's telling us that God's word can strengthen our spirit and it impacts our physical being as well. So it's life to those that find them. It's health to all their flesh. And then it goes into the importance of guarding our heart. So there's so much, and I, don't, I, can't, I can't just stop with talking about God's word. There's so much inside of God's word that it will do. What we have to do is assign value to it and say, I'm going to read this. I'm, I'm going to begin to do this. I'm going to make this a discipline in my life because I believe it's going to have a benefit in my life. I believe it's going to help me. I believe it's going to make me more Christ-like. I believe it's going to strengthen me on the inside. And I believe if I'm stronger on the inside, we talked about this last week, if I'm stronger on the inside, my ability to handle life and what happens in life is enhanced. The stronger I am. I was on a plane one time going to, to North Carolina. I was, I was, man, I had to move my family. We were coming back. It was a very tumultuous time in my life. And I remember I had my Bible out and I a little New Testament, and I was reading, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. And as I was sitting there reading that verse, the Lord impressed. Didn't hear a voice, I just heard impression. He said, he said you don't need less pressure, you need more strength. <laughs> a lot of times we're thinking, man, I just need less pressure, less pressure, less pressure. Well, a lot of times if you're doing anything, if you're, if you're in a business, you've got a career, you're raising a family, you're not going to be able to get to the place where there is less pressure. But you can get to a place where you're stronger than the pressure coming against you. Amen. Does that make sense? And so the idea is, how do, how do we get stronger? There's, a, there's a, 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 a diving instrument called a bathyscape. And the Navy uses it to go to these incredible depths. And it's, it's round, made of a lot of thick steel. And when they take it down to these incredible depths, the first time they did it, and they cut the lights on, they were so surprised to see fish. Some you know, they're in, this, they're in this bulky bathscape, thick steel walls, and these fish are swimming by. And how in the world do those fish, how are they able to handle the pressure at that depth? What they found those fish is, with those fish is the pressure they have on the inside is equal to or greater than the pressure that's coming against them from the outside. And so the stronger we get spiritually, then the, the better we're able to handle the pressure that comes from the outside. Does that make sense? Because people say, I just, I just need less pressure. Well, quit your job and stay home. Well, no, I need to, need to eat. Well, keep your job. But I got, I got a job and I got, I got kids and I got a crazy spouse. And I, you know, I, I say, what, what am I going to do? I, I, uh, I'm a, well, you can go off to a desert island and then you're going to be lonely. And that's another kind of pressure. We can't, we can't escape it down here. It's like that little boy one time went to his pastor. He said, Pastor, he said, I want you to pray. I never have any more problems with the devil. Pastor said, I'll be glad to do that. Reached over and laid his hand on his shoulder and said, Heavenly Father, kill his brother right here. Kill him dead right now. Take him to heaven. Heaven is the place. We ain't there yet. So... Remember we talked a little bit about exercise, exercising ourselves to godliness? L let me give you three things that, that can help you because it, it continues. Paul talked about, excuse me, not Paul, uh, the, Solomon talked about guarding your heart in Proverbs 4. And he goes down to um, 
Verse 23, where it says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it, spring the issues of life, guard your heart. Now we just said that, guard your heart, because that's where strength comes from. The stronger we are on the inside, the better we're able to handle pressure. But then he tells us even a little bit more about how to do it. First, first he, he talks about that, that we, have to, we have to be able to put God's word. We have to find God's word. We have to think about it. We, we can't let it leave us. So in other words, it becomes part of, part of our life. I've encouraged you. I gave, I gave this group in, in December five things to believe. I hope you've taken at least a couple of those. So God's, God's for me. God's with me. Sin and sickness have no place in me. I sow seeds. I reap a harvest. Fear, I dominate. Fear does not dominate me. Five things with scriptures. So what do you do? I, 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 I memorize those. I keep those. I think those. So how, what am I doing? I'm, I'm holding on to those. And so it says, Why? Because I've got to guard my heart. And then, he, and then he goes on a little bit further. So he said, guard your heart, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Proverbs 4 says uh, 24 and 27. Put that next one up. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids, eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Leave it up there just for a moment. Remember we said... If we exercise, Paul wrote, said, if you exercise yourself to godliness, it's profitable. It's profitable in this life, and it's profitable in the life to come. So, okay, great. Well, how do I exercise myself? I know how to go to the gym. How do I exercise myself to godliness? Right here. That's why I want to leave that up. It starts with your mouth. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Where does exercising ourselves to godliness start? In our words, how many of you know sometimes that people do things to you and you feel like saying something? No raising of the hands or, or no elbows, all elbows in. But you just, man, you feel like saying something and you're just like, man, I could say something, I could drop a hand grenade in here right now with what I'm about to say. How many of you have ever, though, just stopped and caught yourself and went, I'm not going to do it and turned around and walked away? Was that easy? A lot of times, no. But what you just did was, you just exercised yourself to godliness. Right there. That, that took some effort to do that. Because you know, the easiest thing is, well, I, well honey, I just speak my mind. <laughs> Ever seen those people? Darling, I just speak my mind. Darling, if it comes to my mind, I'm going to speak my mind. Well, if you, if you don't have the mind of Christ, we don't want to hear it. And speaking your mind all the time, you're going to be saying things that you don't, you don't want to say and don't need to say. And so one of the first things you want to watch is if I'm going to exercise myself to godliness, I'm going to speak words that have grace in them. <laughs> Can I get an amen somebody? <laughs> I, I'm talking exercise, people. You're going to love this. Put away a deceitful mouth. Here, here, here's another deceitful mouth. I don't want to say things that are contrary to what God said about me. That's, right. That's a deceitful mouth. God's, I'm not going to call myself a loser if God says I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. That's, you say, well, I'm not trying to lie, yeah, but it's contrary to what God says. You follow me with that? Put away a deceitful mouth. Start with your words. Here's the next place to exercise godliness. It says, let your eyes look straight ahead. Your focus, what are you thinking about? 
you know, isn't it amazing that in a, in a, in a church this size, how quiet it can go just like that? <laughs> just like that. What are you thinking about? Your thoughts. This is where he said, we have to keep our thoughts. There are so many things pulling on us, coming into us, approaching us. And we, it, does it take effort to keep your thoughts in the right direction? Yes. Ever had one of those thoughts that just something that's bothered you and it's just bothered you all day? And you're doing your job and in the back of your mind that thing's running over in your head and you're looping it over and over and over. It's negative and you just keep going over and over. Have you ever noticed at the end of the day, you don't go, wow, that was a very refreshing day. <laughs> I'd like to do that again. I'd like to think negative thoughts all day long because they bless me. They don't bless us. And so one of the biggest things we have is, is, our, is our focus, our thoughts, how we begin to, to shape our thoughts. And I realize this is a whole series. But just follow me here. Our words. If I'm going to exercise myself to godliness, my words, and then my thoughts. What am I thinking about? I, I will say this, guys, and I think you understand it. Adultery never starts with somebody just walking all down the street and all of a sudden like, well, I'm going to commit adultery. It starts with a thought. Things start with thoughts. Thoughts are seeds. And so I've got to make sure that I'm keeping my thoughts right. Godly thoughts. You say, well, well you know, no one knows. Well, <laughs> you're not guarding your heart there. And this is where we have to guard our heart, our thoughts. Our, our words, our thoughts, our ways. Can we put that back up just for a second? Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Don't turn to the right or let remove your foot from evil. We know ways that we're to walk, and we know things that we shouldn't do. What we haven't realized is when we get involved with things that we shouldn't, when we sin, when we get involved in ways of evil, it not only hurts out here, it hurts in here. Does that make sense? So we want to, we want to exercise ourselves toward godliness. There's things that, that we're going just to pass on. I'm not going to be involved in. Things I'm not going to watch. I, I have to give my wife a, a lot of credit. If you think Joy is, a, is what you would call a, a consecrated individual, she really is. And there's just a lot of stuff she won't watch. You know, if I want to watch, you know, see somebody blow up somebody, you know, just, you know, just, just a thriller, Joy's like, mm-mm, not doing that. And there's just a lot of things that she won't look at. Now she, she has other, she's not perfect. She has to deal with other things. But she's determined, I'm not going this direction. I'm not going to walk in this path. I'm not going to do this. And what happens is, that's how you guard your heart. That's how you exercise yourself toward godliness. And that's profitable now, and it's profitable in the, in the next life. How many of you know that if, if we're the thought about it, I mean, if I kept my words good, if I kept my thoughts right, if I live clean, how many of you think, that's going to be a good lifestyle? That's going to be a strong lifestyle. Now, if you're thinking, it doesn't sound like any fun to me, you need to get your mind renewed. <laughs> because what a lot of people call fun becomes somebody else's tragedy. Yep. And so, 
We just begin to exercise ourselves toward godliness. Are we per- and, and you say, Alan, are you perfect on that? Mm-mm. But I've gotten better. And here's the beautiful thing about it. Wherever you are, start now. Is there something I talked about when you got, got so quiet you're thinking, hmm, I need to stop thinking that. That's probably true. You could do better. Well, what am I going to think? Huh? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> That's where you replaced it with God's Word. Sometimes, you, you ever wake up at the night sometimes and your head just spinning with thoughts? This is something Joy and I have talked about. One of the best ways we have found that we go back to sleep is we'll begin to quote the 23rd Psalm or the 34th Psalm. And we just begin to quote. What, what do we do? We're bringing our thoughts back in line with something that's good and something that's godly and something that helps. And uh, it just, it, it gives me a place to plug my thoughts in. So I'm not wondering, okay, what do I think? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. It gives me somewhere to go. So these strengthen our heart. This is ex- does, does that help you any with exercising yourself toward godliness? Do you understand that exercise, just like natural exercise, is not easy, but it's necessary. And uh, I, I just, I can't encourage you any more than that, just to tell you that I'm just telling you, you can do this. You can do it. Will you bow your heads? Father, thank you so much. Thank you for your grace and your goodness to us. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Father. You give us the ability that wherever we are, we can start here and now. Help us. Show us, Father, what we need to do, how we need to think, what ways are hurting us, what thoughts are hurting us, what words are hurting us and hurting our heart, and we can stop those and replace them with your thoughts, your words, your ways. We thank you for that. (coughs) Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you're here this evening or maybe you're watching online and you say, you know, Alan, I don't even know if I have a relationship with the Lord. I'm not sure. Or I do know, but I know I've gotten away from him, and uh, I want to come back. We're going to say a very simple prayer. I'm not going to have you stand up or come down here. But right where you are in your seat or right where you are watching online, this prayer is for you. If that's you that I'm talking to, you're here in the auditorium tonight, and you say, Alan, that is me. Would you guys pray for me? Would you slip your hand up across the auditorium and say, Alan, that's me. Would you pray? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, got you. Got you. Thanks. Great, got you, waiting to buy. Yeah, you can put your hands down, we're going to pray. If you didn't lift your hand and you really wanted to, you can still jump in on this prayer. We're going to pray it with you as a church family. Say, dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now. I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives, who forgives me, one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. Father, thank you for those that prayed that prayer. Thank you. For those who stepped out of darkness, spiritual darkness, into spiritual light. And for those who've come back home, we rejoice. And Father, we rejoice in you. You are good and you're our God. Give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
We hope this message has blessed you. We have services every single Sunday at 9 and 1030 and Wednesday nights at 7. We'd love to see you here. Have a great week.